ora and welcome. Mikel Arteta has a late-night Arsenal tete-a-tete in talks with the Gunners about a return. Plus, Safrit Singh replaces some guy called Coutinho to make his Bundesliga bow. Lining up for TVNZ Football Club is Victor Waters, Jack Mabir and Simon Plum. Let's start off with Safrit Singh. What a moment for the young man. No, especially coming off, coming on uh, for Felipe Coutinho, who just scored a hat-trick in a 6-0-something victory. 6-1 against uh, Werder Bremen. So, you know, that's a huge moment for him. And you've even brought the shirt in. I've even brought the shirt. Look, we've got, we're, we are big Sarpre uh, Singh fans here, so look, I thought I'd immortalise uh, his debut season with the, with the Bayern Munich, so there we go. And what a week for him as well, because to be on the bench in the Champions League, mm. OK, they had some injuries and whatnot, but mm. it's a massive moment at that incredible stadium as well. Yeah, absolutely. And there was some concern, wasn't there, a few months ago when the, you know, the managerial change there, what would happen to him? Would he be in favour still? And it seems, you know, it seems he is. He's obviously doing something behind the scenes uh, in training, which is impressing the, uh, the manager. And, mm. you know, for a young lad like that as well to be trusted in, you know, some of these, these big games, getting a taste of those huge occasions, uh, he'll be uh, lapping it up, I'm sure. I liked how his debut came against Werder Bremen as well. Nice symmetry with the fact that it was Winton Rufa who obviously played for yeah. them, the last Kiwi to play in the Bundesliga. Yeah. So, and it, it's a league that obviously Bayern aren't doing so well in at the moment, but mm. for him to actually get a taste now, it's sort of another box ticked off on his... Yeah, it's a huge kind of watershed moment in his career and kind of for Kiwi football a little bit as well. I mean, it's good that he's getting that exposure. He's not only just in the squad and, like Jack said, impressing in training, but he's getting the chance. But clearly they're doing it in a way where they're being very careful with him, very gentle with him. 6-1 lead, go on son, enjoy it, have a, have a go. And Coutinho, to replace him, even seeing the photo, it feels like there are so many pinch me moments yeah. with this sort of journey because Coutinho in his own right is an amazing player to see him coming on for him. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's really surreal because I think, just thinking back a year ago, you know, Singh was scoring goals for the Phoenix around this time last year, and you're going, oh, yeah, you know, this, this kid's good, new kid on the block, looks like he's an exciting prospect. You go, you know, this time now, and you're thinking, man, he's coming on for Bayern Munich, coming on for Felipe Coutinho, he's there with Muller, you know, he's with all these star players. It's unbelievable, it the rise. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, ev ever since he arrived at Bayern, the coaches there have been very impressed with him you know, up and down through the whole club. So obviously they see a lot of potential in him and I think he's got a very exciting future. And I think with a lot of club game, uh, cup games coming up, I think we'll be seeing more yeah, of You him. don't really know how, you know, a player's going to adapt to a new yeah. country, a new yeah, league, exactly. a whole... You know, it's a complete change in lifestyle, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and he obviously seems to have done pretty well over there, you know. Yeah. He seems to have got, you know, grounded quite well, made mm. a sort of a, a, a base for himself there. Um, you know, and, and that all needs to come together, doesn't it, to put in those performances on the pitch and to even get a sniff of coming on the pitch. Obviously, New Zealand football are lapping it up, but the A-League are also taking their share of the credit. I see they're putting out statements that are saying, oh... Great to have an A-League player making it over in the Bundesliga. Yes. Uh, Germany's new uh, feeder division, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, good on. I mean, it's um, a good bit of PR for, for the A-League and they probably need every bit they can get, to be fair. I should uh, quickly touch on Chris Wood because he scored again. He's absolutely tearing it up at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's just getting better and better every season. And he's... he's prolific in that, you know, leading that Burnley line. Burnley, who again, you know, having a very, very solid season. He's getting the goals they need. 
you know, it's, it's, it's been very impressive to watch. And it's great to watch, you know, you wake up on those Sunday mornings, you think, oh, I hope Chris Wood scored. And then you see Burnley have got a win, and it's thanks to Chris Wood. So it's great for New Zealand Good football. week for New Zealand footballers overseas. Liverpool at the moment are in the middle of this fixture congestion <laughs> thing that's going on. What's, uh, what's the story, Busy? Logjam. Uh, well, we've, we've had to um, split the squad in two. So we've got the youngsters playing uh, Aston Villa. Yeah, losing. You know, getting some good experience. Yeah. <laughs> Give them time. Uh, there. And then uh, the senior squad is at the uh, Club World Cup in Qatar. So uh, looking to become the greatest team in the world. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Although it seems like no one really cares about the Club World Cup until there's an English team doing quite well in it. I don't even think English people care about the Club World Cup. It's an absolute nothing tournament. And saying that, in Not South really. America... Well, Kiwi, Kiwi teams yeah. saying that, we? In South America, the Club World Cup is huge. They really, really fiercely are, are very proud of... Well, I imagine it's because they get to play the best in Europe. Yep. That's why. But it's the best in Europe competition. couldn't yeah. care less about, you know, I mean, it's Asia. two games. But it just feels totally ridiculous mm. that Liverpool have had to have two teams playing... What, two days in a row or something close to that? Yeah, well, they've had to postpone their Premier League game at the weekend. And then the League Cup wasn't... They couldn't rearrange the League Cup fixture. And so they, and they were obliged to go and play in this Club World Cup by the, uh, by the FA. So it was kind of a, well, what would you rather us do? Represent you in Qatar at the Club World Cup or play in the League Cup? And um, obviously they decided it was, it was Club World Cup. The prestige of that tournament kind of won out in the end. Superseded the League Cup. They yeah. did have a good win against Watford and Mo Salah. Those goals mm. were just mm. unreal. Mm. We're seeing a lot of back heel goals recently. I think... Um, Don't get any ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've already attempted a few with our TVNZ team. <laughs> Jack Tame. Jack Tame's, Jack Tame's certainly not impressed Let's with Let's not either. remind you of your penalty. Uh, no, let's, let's not bring ago. that one back. Uh, but, um, yes. Might have been better. No, what, I was, what I was going to suggest is Luis Suarez, I think, has inspired the footballing world <laughs> with that audacious back heel a few weeks ago. And now ever since, um, there's been a few more back heels. So you're basically taking credit for yeah. any back heel goals by a Barcelona yeah. striker. He didn't invent the back heel. Yeah. Well, no, but he, the back he, heel's been around a long I think time. he probably scored possibly the greatest back heel that I've ever seen. Oh, oh, I don't know about that. Cristiano Ronaldo had a pretty good one for Real Madrid, I remember. Mm. Mm. It's a good player. Oh, I've I remember heard that of him, one, yes. mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Terry Henry had a pretty decent <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. No, but this Suarez one, he just bounces out into the ground. It bounces up and it's beautiful. Go back and watch it if you can. I'm looking forward to seeing you recreate that for TV I and ZFC. Next yeah. season, Chris? I need yeah. a moment to gather my thoughts. <laughs> take a quick break and after that we're going to talk about the managerial merry-go-round. It's been in action again. Some new appointments in the Premier League. Mikel Arteta pictured late at night, or rather Arsenal representatives pictured late at night, leaving his mansion. Mm. Conspiracy, what was going on there? And now it's been confirmed that he's in talks with, with the club. I feel like this is a, a strange one. Uh, yeah, it's kind of 50-50. In a way, there is a lot of sense to him. Obviously, uh, Arteta knows Arsenal extremely well. He was there when Arsenal were good, which was obviously quite a long time ago. Um, it's a youthful appointment, so it kind of points to forward thinking and uh, a, a strong kind of build for the future. But on the flip side of the coin, he is completely unproven in the Premier League and he's kind of been under the wing of Pep Guardiola. Well, now the, the apron strings are going to be cut and it's in at the deep end. Yeah, it's a big job for your first job, isn't it, yeah, in, yeah. in football management? One of the job. One of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, it would have been kind of maybe made more sense for him to go to... 
you know, an Everton, for example, mm. who, yeah. are, who are looking for a, for a manager at the moment, mm. you know, build up a bit more experience, sort of where the expectation might be sort of a little less, even though Everton's still a big club. So Ancelotti, he yeah. looks like he's going there. That seems to be locked in. Should it not be the other way around? Ancelotti to Arsenal and Arteta to Everton, where he also played? Well, you'd also, th you'd, you know, that would be what you'd think. But I think another player, now coach, that Arsenal are overlooking is um, Patrick Vieira, who is also mixed oh, in with Apparently, But he has yeah. more first-team coaching experience. I know it's in the MLS and all that, but at least that's someone who is a leader. I know Arteta was also a captain, but we, we, we had Stephen Taylor here I'm before. I'm surprised you're not flying the Spanish flag for him. Oh, I think, I, I agree, Arteta at the moment is not proven, especially in the Premier League. I know Patrick Vieira isn't either, but he strikes him more of as a leader. He strikes him more as a person that can come into that dressing room and sort things out. Which is what Arsenal needs right now. I think Vieira mm. would have been kind of Arsenal's version of Solskjaer. It would have been yeah. it would have been a real dummy move. And had they not learnt from United, it would have been a big mistake. You could probably make a case to say that Arteta is almost uh, a less severe version of that. But having been under Guardiola for for so long, I think there is a bit there's a bit there. I also yeah. wonder if. Because Guardiola's been very upfront about saying if he wants to go, he's a grown-up, he can do that. Is Guardiola being quite open to him leaving because perhaps it's not, it's not going to be a massive downfall for City? If he was as good as they say he is, perhaps yeah. he'd be a bit more fighting for him. Well, I don't know. It'd be difficult to keep on an assistant that was <laughs> unhappy, wouldn't it? You know, And I suppose you've got to acknowledge that at some stage they're going to move on, their experience, you know, they're going yeah. to want to take, that, take the big jobs. Um, quite hard for him to sort of block that move I would have thought uh, and keep Arteta happy moving forward as well so um, I'm just wondering whether with this appointment maybe Arsenal are looking more long term now you know because the team does need a restructure a rebuild um, and they're essentially bringing in a young manager who's not going to get results straight away it's going to take time for his you know his style to kind of develop perhaps they are thinking maybe four or five years really rather than just sort of when, when the was the last the time a manager got that sort of time, though? That's, that's, well, that's quite right. unusual, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, clubs do sort of say that, don't they, when they appoint managers? You know, it's a long-term project. Try and um, mm. dampen the expectations of fans. But the Arsenal fan base, as we know, isn't one <laughs> to be, uh, yeah. you know, uh, dampened. Yeah. You know? No. So Ancelotti, who, he's won three Champions League titles as a manager and he's also won the Premier League and I think FA Cup double with Chelsea as well. He's going to Everton, who... I mean, this is for them. They're obviously going to be paying him a lot, but that's a great appointment. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, Duncan's been doing a good job there. I was going to say, although I'd love to see more Duncan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's already said he doesn't want to stay there long term. And, and I think Ancelotti is a brilliant, brilliant manager. He's experienced like not many managers are in, yeah. in world football at the moment. He can certainly help them recover, uh, you know, from a bad start this season. And he's a great man manager. That's the one thing I think Ancelotti has over most is he is brilliant in a dressing room. The players always love him. He certainly got it over Duncan Ferguson, who <laughs> pulled off Moyes Keane after something <laughs> on late in the yeah. game. Yeah. And that was just atrocious, wasn't it? Was it 19 minutes? 18, 19, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's, uh, It's not a very good innings. That's, that's kind of golden duck territory, isn't it? <laughs> it's, um, that's, that's either a brave managerial decision or you're playing uh, absolute toilet. And well, <laughs> the excuse was he wasn't in with the rhythm of the game or he wasn't fitting in with, with the pace of the game or something or other, which, you know, you, you'd be full of beans coming on at the, what was it, the 70th minute or something like that, and to think that you're not up to it. Yeah. But doesn't this all show that. Yeah. that clubs need to have a plan in place before you go and sack the manager because they've just <laughs> gotten rid of them and then now they've been waiting, waiting, seeing who's out there. You can only take who's available. Mm. OK, they've got a pinch Arteta, but it's not 
it's not like they've scoured the world and they're mm. saying, right, we're going to get this man out and bring another one in. And, yeah. yeah, they had like 10 or 15 candidates, I think, for the job. You know, they didn't really know what they were doing, essentially, but they knew they had to sack Unai Emery. But look at what Tottenham <laughs> did and... Um, you know, that was kind of seamless in the end, wasn't it? As, as harsh as that was, that was just sacked in yeah. within, within 12 hours. And yeah. they'd obviously had Mourinho lined up well, well yeah. in advance of that yeah. as well. And that's, if you look, if you contrast the two North London clubs have taken completely different approaches to how they, they fix their, their kind of managerial issues. One's gone for experience and they've been ruthless and calculated about it. Mm -hmm. The other one's kind of drifted a little bit and gone for a new, new coach. It'll be really interesting to see who, who's made the right call. And also, you look at the games in between. If you, if you don't have the plan and you wait too long and mm -hmm. you lose a few games on the bounce, all of a sudden you're 10 points, 12 points drift of those favoured spots then you're in real trouble mm. yeah absolutely I think um, it's going to be a very interesting so we're sort of halfway through the season now there's a lot of defining moments in the season coming up especially for Arsenal to see if they can recover from where they are and push for a European uh, cup spot well, with the players the that they've got yeah. I mean that's going to be a that's, massive that's job isn't it January they're going to have to spend can we see Arteta being a success at, at Arsenal if he is backed uh, potentially, because it's so wide open for that kind of uh, third down to, to seventh or eighth. There's, there's a real chance to make a push for that, those Champions League spots. But, I mean, the, his squad is crap. Like, that is the problem. It's not whether Arteta can do no. the job. It's whether, as you say, he'll be supported by the board. How much will he be given? They've bought Pepe. He's not really done anything. They've got major problems in defence. That has to be addressed first and foremost then possibly midfield as well. But they need to ha hang on to uh, a Bamiyang as well because you can see him getting annoyed very quickly. Is that where he's going to be excelling, though, is that he's going to be able to coach these players? Well, you'd hope so, yeah. And uh, maybe sort of instill some sort of Pep Guardiola-esque kind of uh, football mm -hmm. uh, philosophy in them. Um, but I think, I think we're going to see a complete clearing of the decks there over the next you know, two or three years. I think Aubameyang is going to move on. I think that's mm -hmm. inevitable. Um, Zaha was kind of linked uh, quite strongly with Arsenal mm -hmm. at the last window. He really wants to go there. You could see him coming in and, and being quite yeah, quite good there. So they've also got this this problem up front where they've got all these they've got the three players Lacazette, Aubameyang and uh, and Pepe who aren't really gelling together. So perhaps moving Aubameyang on wouldn't be the worst thing. But it's just that perhaps this season they're not really going to achieve what they want to achieve. It's going to probably take a little bit longer. Mm, a lot of work for them to do there. OK, that is going to be us for this year. Remember, you can find us on the One News website, Facebook and YouTube pages. as a podcast as well in the usual places. Just search TVNZ Football Club. Merry Christmas, and we'll see you back here in 2020.